does something happen around Bendigo that's got you a little bit confused? We thought we'd hire an experienced PI to get you the answers you needed. Unfortunately, that's not in the budget, so these guys will have to do. Well, who are you? This is Coggo and Mandy on the case. Yes, on the case, Coggo and Mandy. We always want to find out what's going on around the region. Sadly, at this time of the year, we talk about homeless and particularly, um, you know, blankets and keeping our homeless warm. There's quite a few, but we don't really know. Unless you've been there, you don't really know what it's like, Mandy, do you? No, you definitely don't, Cogs. And it's not just about those being homeless. You know, times are tough at the moment, inflation, financial stress, and through no uncertain reasons, there's no specific genres of people either that can happen to anyone at any time. So if we can support those that are doing it a little bit sleeping rough at the moment by providing a blanket, that's what we're here to do. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're going to find out right now, and this man is uh, hugely courageous for coming in, uh, for talking to us about this. Uh, What is it like to be homeless? Uh, A lot of people go, oh, I don't really want to know. But you know what? These days, it's worth listening to the story because um, it's pretty raw and I'll let you introduce it. It is man. raw, 100%. So we've got a very special guest in today and really appreciate your time. And uh, it's Shannon, Shannon Kennedy D. And Shannon's already said he's happy to be very raw about all his um, emotions and his journey. So appreciate your time, Shannon. No, thanks, Mandy. Thanks, Coggo. Appreciate it. Brilliant. So, Shannon, we're just going to let this flow with you. We, it's your story. You know, we might ask a question if we feel we want to um, provide a little bit more info, but it's all about you and your journey to where you are today. So when did the time in your life, what was going on, what was happening? Can you share with us your journey? Um, yeah, so probably around uh, 2019, um, I uh, became homeless Um and yeah, I was in a really struggling with my mental health. So um, yeah, it was homeless and was uh, crowd surfing for a for a fair while, and then um, ended up sleeping in my car. And yeah, it's very it's very tough. It's very um, very. Shannon, can I ask how you became homeless? Um, um, I just really didn't have nowhere to really live at a stage. Yeah, um, unfortunately, yeah, lost my parents when I was younger and that sort of stuff. So, so you're doing a bit of transient living prior to that, different homes or people's couches, or did you have your own? Yeah, I was living with my um, uncle and auntie at my nan's house. Right. And yeah, so okay. I was living there, and then yeah, we try uh, moved out of there and was trying to move forward in life with. Okay. So, yep. So then you went to your car and then what happened from there? Mm. Yeah, went to my car um, and then, yeah, reached out, asked for help everywhere I could. And it was, yeah, tough time. You know, you're you're opening up when you are Mm. so vulnerable and I didn't really get much help. Like I was screaming for help and, you know, places could put me up for a night here and there. My friends were fantastic. They would always, you know, let me stay at theirs. But you have that mindset where you don't want to be a burden. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's where yeah. I've always been. I don't want to be a burden. And, um, yeah, so ended up, yeah, me car, a couple of, just started a motel here and there when, when I could. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it was very scary. When you say that you're in your car, were you just sort of parking on the side of a street or were you out in the in the bush or what were you doing? Um, there's a place up in Huntley where I was parking my car for a bit, um, and sleeping in there and sometimes um, out at Lake Epilock. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't, it was a bit scary. Absolutely. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't really um, prepare properly. I didn't have any pillows or anything like that. It was kind of just. 
Well, yeah. and it would have been cold. <laughs> yeah, it was cold and didn't know where my next meal was going to come from or yeah. how, how I was going to shower or that sort of stuff. Well, Where did your next mm. meal come from? Uh, it's usually I just, yeah, saved up and went and got a pie or yeah, wow. wherever I could because I had no, can't really hold on to food really when you mm. yeah, well, in your car. I couldn't, no. couldn't, so it was a day-to-day, morning-to-morning mm. um, sort of thing. So. so no job, no car. I oh, saw you had a car. No job. Um, obviously nowhere to live, yep. nowhere to have a shower. Uh, what, what went on there, mate? Because it would have been just, and, and we'll talk mental health here, Shannon. Uh, what went through your head, mate? There would have been a lot of scenarios. Yeah, it got really dark. It got really, really dark. It got to a point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm ready mm. to give up. Like, what's the point of living like this when you... Yeah, had those thoughts and a plan. Yeah, mm. had a thoughts, had a plan. Like, it was, yeah, it was scary, very scary. Mm. So moving forward, because we're so blessed and I feel so privileged to be sitting here talking to you that you're with us and I know now you're in a very good place. So there's hope for everybody out there and you've made some brilliant choices to get to the position you are now. So from those times from your car, nobody would listen. Who listened to where you've mm. got to now? What's what's happened in that period? Um, it was probably a turning point um, was somehow I was linked in with Haven and um, some lady, like, referred me to Sydney My Haven. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. had a couple of interviews with them and went into that program. Sydney My Haven. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? That's part of um, Haven Home Safe, is it? Yeah, that's part of um, Haven Home Safe. Um, and, yeah, I had a couple of interviews, got into there because they're um, – it's for a place with people who are – really struggling who so is it like supported accommodation you can stay there can you yeah it's a program where you can stay for two years Mm -hmm. and they help you get back on your feet if you want to try and get back into some working or study or it's even just support base that's a massive wraparound service isn't it oh it's it's amazing it's Mm. you know i i say it as much as i can that place saved my life i was about to say that brilliant yeah Yeah, it it honestly saved my life and i love the workers there like Alicia, Ebony are fantastic. Got to give a shout out to Dennis Gritton. Like he is one of my favorite people on, on, the, on the planet. He saved me, sent me at my worst and I wouldn't be where I am now without Dennis. So. Oh, that, that's just beautiful. Shannon, I can see by your face too, and I'm even got some goosebumps tearing up a little bit here to see your appreciation. You are such a humble person. It's just beautiful. So Sydney Meyer Haven, you get your own little unit. You've got your wraparound services, um, as you said, can help support you to get back into employment, probably teaching you how to cook again, clean, yep. look after yourself, um, just basic everyday needs. So are you working at the moment? Yeah, so I'm um, working out at the kindergarten out of Padak, Bendigo District Aboriginal Co-op. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, working out there. I'm Indigenous, so, um, yeah, started work out there in January and absolutely loving it. Like That's fantastic. And see, all great things have come from a very difficult time in your life, haven't they? Exactly, mm. exactly. Now the hard mm. questions, mate. You were um, homeless and you've got to the stage you're at where we're all wrapped and anyone listening to this would think the same. But how easy can it happen to people to be homeless? I mean, we, we, you know, these days we're not talking about like what you were with no job. There's people with jobs out there that are homeless and we're finding this a lot. So it can happen easily, can't it? Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where you never think that it'll happen to you. Yep. And then something will happen in your life and then bang, you're homeless. There's no help for you. 
When, when you say there's no help, I'm, I'm a bit surprised by that because we, we, we often think, oh, well, someone will help you. So you were knocking on doors and people are like, oh, I can't help you, mate. Is that what you're saying or not? Uh, yeah. If when I went and asked for help, they could be like a Band-Aid. Yeah, say, right. oh, we can okay. give you accommodation for two yep. nights or we can give you 20 bucks so you can go down and grab some food. It wasn't someone who could actually put me on the right path to go, hey, we'll do this next week. We'll get you somewhere next week and move you forward. Did you have homeless mates? Uh, No, I was the only one. Yeah, Yeah. right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, look, not that there's any good thing about being homeless at all is there, but you had your car. So that was your little safe space you were trying to hang on to, wasn't it? Exactly. Like, I was Mm. very, like fortunate that I had a car because mm. I've met people. Um, I go to um, the Indi- Indigenous Men's Shed out of Padak and there's a couple of men out there who are homeless and they don't have the luxury of having a car mm. or anything like that. So mm. I can only imagine how hard that would be. It's interesting you say the luxury of having a car. There's something you can sleep in. It's just amazing, mm. isn't it? Yep, yeah, 100%. Um, Shannon, yeah, sorry, Cogs. I was going to say... Mm. Um, the little things matter now, don't they, mate? As in, you know, like the little things in life everyone takes for granted, you wouldn't take for granted because you've been given what I would think is a, is, is another chance. Um, you just enjoy everything, wouldn't you? 100%. I'm grateful for the littlest things. Yep. For the littlest things, like waking cup up. Cup of coffee. A cup of coffee mm-hmm. is beautiful. A nice feed. Yeah. Just those little, having a hot shower. Yeah. Like just, just and little, somewhere to go on a purpose. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was just going to elaborate. Um, Cogs just asked it, actually. Mental health, massive component, isn't it? Um, So not only are you looking for somewhere to feel safe and dry and warm or, you know, or some place to call your own, but the mental health and to make those decisions when you're not travelling well mentally as well to reach out, that's just a challenge in itself. Now I understand you've embraced opportunities presented, you've got involved, you've made the choices to be where you are now, which is an absolute credit to you. Are you involved in anything else in the community? How do you feel about interacting with others? Yeah, um, I go to an Indigenous men's shed out of Bedak on Tuesdays, which I love. Um, I played cricket this season out of Huntley North with Dennis, and I'm a big part of uh, the Heathcote Football Club. Um, Heathcote? Yeah. Mm. So I'm the stats. The mighty Heathcote and District Football Netball League, mate. <laughs> yes, I'm the stats man out there. So um, That's great. Love it out there. And um, the, their coach wanted me to give a shout out to Andrew Saladino. Oh, Cogos always yeah, praising man. him. Cogos, <laughs> mate. So. Yeah. And, and him and himself and many other football and netty mm. clubs, let's not forget netball, um, are certainly great places for people to feel welcome and, and feel wanted, aren't they? hundred percent. Like, I love going to training and seeing the boys always happy to see me and vice versa. So, Connection's very, very important. Oh, definitely, yeah. Shannon, if you could sum up your life very briefly the last three years, how would you sum it up? Oh... I know that's throwing a curly at you because 2019, you said, we're now at the early stages of 2023. Yep. That, that's a massive way you've come. Yeah. Mm. Um, to those people out there really struggling, doing it hard to where you are now, how would you sum up your thoughts? I'd probably just, yeah, probably say don't give up. Don't give up, please. Please, to anyone out there who's have it hard at the moment, please don't give up. Please reach out that one more time. Because something good will happen. So please don't give up. Beautiful. And where to go for people who feel hopeless, you know, you would have felt that way as well. There is people who care. Because when you're homeless and when you're down on your luck or whatever it may be, 
Shannon, um, you feel like no one gives a fat rat's ass, really, don't you? That's that's the guts of the whole thing. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. But there is help, isn't there? There is help. Some good people out there, mate, isn't it? There are some good people. Some bad people out there too. You got to dodge them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Make sure you hang on to hope. Indeed, Shannon. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much. Thank you, Shannon. Mm-hmm.